The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned. But whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. So on this Trinity uh, Sunday, uh, it's a Sunday which is perhaps, of all uh, the Sundays in the year, the most uh, theological of the year. We contemplate these great mysteries that are beyond our mental capacity to fully comprehend. We talk about and, and wrestle with the limits of our human mind and appeal to faith. But it would be a great disservice today if we, if we simply kept it theoretical. I mean, who is this God we worship? Three in one. One God, yet three distinct persons who we worship while neither confusing nor dividing the substance. I mean, what does that mean? Now, some people believe that the Old Testament God was bad and the New Testament God is good. It's a heresy called Marcionism that was refuted back in the second century. You see, Moses already knew in the Old Testament reading from today the true nature of God. He encounters the Lord, and the Lord cries out, The Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh, a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and rich in kindness and fidelity. So Moses responds, If I find favor with you, O Lord, do come along in our company. This is indeed a stiff-necked people. Yet pardon our wickedness and sins and receive us as your own. He knows the people are wicked. He knows the sins of the people. But he doesn't beg God, take them and spare me. It reminds me of Abraham pleading for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lord, will you spare them for, for 50 righteous, for 40 righteous? What about for 10 righteous? Moses is praying on behalf of the people. We call this intercessory prayer. Praying on behalf of another, even if they themselves are not praying, even if they themselves are not aware of the wickedness of their ways. Pardon our wickedness. Pardon our sins. Receive us as your own. He doesn't remove himself from the idolatry. He doesn't see himself as an innocent bystander in all of this. He realizes his own need for repentance. Our wickedness, he says, our sins, he says. But he comes confidently before God with this confession because he knows God, Yahweh is slow to anger and abounding in kindness and fidelity. It is this knowledge, this, this true and faithful knowing of who God is 
that allows Moses to be more concerned with the lives of others than even his own life. He knows the Lord is always gracious and forgiving to his children Israel. Even when they return to their wickedness and sin and idolatry, again and again Israel turned on God. But God remained faithful. And it's in the Gospels that we see this love on full display. For God was not content being this cloudy presence for his children, for his people. But the word took on flesh and dwelt among us. The very Son of God, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made. Being of one substance with the Father, fully God, fully man, came to us. Love no longer some spiritual idea or ideal, but a tangible reality in the person of Jesus. And how did we respond? We killed him. The very light of the world came into the world and we killed him with our very hands. But unlike the rest of world history, when his blood was shed, it bore life. Not because of his death, but because he didn't remain dead. Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the, the Messiah, the anointed one who was sent from the Father, the only begotten Son of God, rose from the dead for you. For you. And what do we do with that? We condemn each other. And we kill each other. He didn't come into the world to condemn it, but in order to save the world Something we try to do, but so often we fail because we ourselves are sinners. Satan is the great divider. He seeks to to separate us from God. He seeks to separate us from one another, from each other. But it's God who is the great healer. The Trinity is, is described as this eternal exchange of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, into which God desires to bring us into that. He desires for us to share in union with him, not individually, but collectively together as a body. Jesus prays, Father, may they be one as you and I are one. He desires for us to have a unity beyond our own ability to comprehend as we wrestle with the idea of how God and and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. And how that's possible and they're so integrated that they're three yet one and one true God. So he desires for us to have that kind of unity together. And around us all we see is division. The work of Satan. So we descend into to anger and, and aggression. As if we can win by, by destroying our opponents. And the divide just deepens. We are not called to see opponents. We are called to see neighbors. And so we condemn acts of evil. And we pray for those whom Christ died for. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For Christ did not come into the world to condemn it, but that through him the world may have life. And so he sends the gift of his Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, that we may act in the love that he has shown us. John 15 says, Greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. 
And Paul expounds on this when he says, For a good man one might die, but God showed his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, while we were the enemies of God, he died for us. Not because we were good, but precisely because we needed him. We needed his life. And so Jesus, in the the act of dying on the cross, shows us what love is. Be a gift of self, sacrificing myself to care for the needs of others. And as Jesus shows us this, he's simply showing us what it means to be human, what we lost in the fall, what we lost as we see Cain kill his brother, even Abel. We're called to give of ourselves in every way to each other, And in doing so, to grow together in unity by the power of his spirit, the Lord and giver of our life. In our relationship with our God, with our triune God, cannot help but change our relationship with others. We are forgiven people. All of us here, all of us watching, we are forgiven people by the grace and mercy of God. And so as we have been forgiven, we forgive. Because we have a promise that we are going to be brought up into this eternal exchange of love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we should desire that others are part of that forever also. This is our life in the Spirit as the body of Christ. Paul writes in Romans 12, he says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with, with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the many members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, individually members one of another. Having gifts that that differ according to the grace God has given us, let us use them. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with, with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in your prayers. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil. But give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, insofar as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Love and never avenge yourselves. But leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. By doing so, you will keep burning coals on his head. 
Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Our God, who is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for our sins. And then we have a responsibility to lead the way in a world to show that there is healing in forgiveness. What are we afraid of? So much of our anger and aggression is driven by fear. What are we afraid of? Our last day? Jesus guarantees that we're not going to have a last day. We're simply going to have a day after which every day is with him forever. Our God is so good, and our God is God, unlike any other. And our God desires for all to come to a knowledge of the truth. So will we rejoice with those who rejoice? Will we weep with those who weep? Will we live in harmony? Will we repay no one evil for evil, but draw all to the mercy of Jesus Christ that we have ourselves received? Will we stop talking and start listening to even discern the will of God? And ask his Holy Spirit to give us the wisdom and strength to live out our calling in love. That as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are united, so we may be united with him and with all our brothers and sisters whom he created and knit together with such love. All who by the blood of Jesus Christ have been called into union with him. For it is the blood of Jesus Christ that unites us. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that that forgives us. And it is his blood, which we will receive here in but a moment, that brings us into eternal communion with him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.